I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And welcome back to WWL Draft Fest, live from Rouse's Markets on Airline at Labar. Download the Rouse's shopping app and get free curbside pickup on orders of $35 or more. Deuce McAllister, Mike Dettillier, the voice of the Saints, Mike Haas, alongside. I'm Christian Garrick, and the Saints just made their first pick in round five. DeMarco Jackson, linebacker out of Appalachian State, and so far getting pretty good reviews. I don't know what social media is is like these days. I'm staying off of it for right now. I try to stay away from it during the draft because it's full of overreactions or, quite frankly, silly reactions. No, what it is is people who they repeat what they hear, not what they see. Yes. Okay, and so that that's a bad gig. That's a bad gig uh, when you're just repeating what you heard somebody else say instead of actually watching them. Haas, 19, you brought it up, 19 uh, tackles for a loss for DeMarco Jackson. To me, that also spells instincts. <laughs> that's, right. that's a good thing. And he can tackle. Especially because of the jump. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, you don't really look at the 27, 28. 2017 was a red shirt. 2018 just getting going. But those last three – and just kind of boom, boom. And then that, those last three years will be pretty telling tale as to his ability. And, and one of the things Deuce and I were talking with Darren Rizzi about uh, on Thursday, what seems like uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> like a week ago. Was that Saturday would be kind of his day, right? They were going to have yeah. the time, uh, you know, at least, at least you know, one more pick that, uh, that, that, that he would utilize for possible special teams. And then the trade, they'd lose, you know, rounds three and four, just left with a five and six. And so to get a guy who's going to come in and automatically has played it, because a lot of times in this situation, one of the things Darren talked about is that you're going to get guys sometimes who've never had to tackle ever. Yeah. Right? When you're looking at this draft class and you're looking at the top two, three, four, maybe they haven't had to tackle, but not the situation uh, with DeMarco Jackson. You know, they drafted Zach Bond Deuce a, a couple of drafts ago, and he's been – well, in the third round, he's been largely a disappointment. Would you agree? No, you would Hold on. Luke, turn Deuce back up if we can, please. You have to turn Deuce up. You don't, you don't agree that, that Zach's been a disappointment? No, I don't, think he's been a dis- I don't think he's been a disappointment. I don't think that you draft a third rounder to come in and start. I think that you draft a third rounder to come in and contribute. And so at some point, you want him to be a, a, a con- contributor consistently. Now, he hadn't done that. That's what, you, that, 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 that's what you want. You won't contribute consistently. He hadn't been able to contribute consistently, but I don't think a, a, as a third rounder, you're not you're not drafting him to come in and start. Well, I to, guess to, to, only get, thing to, get, I, to get to get Alvin Kamara to play at the level that he Trey has played. Hendrickson? No, I'm just saying both of those players. That kind of that, that that gives you a false perception. Yeah. That now every third rounder should be uh, doing what what those guys ha, ha, are, are doing. The one thing that you would want him to do, and, and you got to also understand a little bit, he comes from being a pass rusher. Yep. And exactly. Now, and, now, and now you're asking him to be a stand-up linebacker. And, you know, he, he's – the wrong fit then. 
No. Listen, I said this when they picked him. It's look what he did at Wisconsin. Right. Man, I saw all kind of stuff about he did this in coverage and that in coverage. Come on. He was a pass rusher at Wisconsin. He He wasn't a coverage guy. But here, somebody sold others a bill of goods that wasn't correct. Because I saw it more than once. Here's the thing, though, Christian. His best attribute is going to be rushing the passer. Is he better than taking a Cam Jordan off the field? Mm. Is is, is he better taking, at one point, Trey Hendrickson off the field? Is he better than taking your, your number four? Let's go with just passing on off the field at defensive end. Nope. So that, that's what he's falling up against. And so it's like, all right, I got to get better at a stand-up linebacker. Deuce McAllister, Mike Dettelier, Mike Haas, Christian Garrick. We will continue Draft Fest live from Rouse's Markets on Airline at Labar. Download the Rouse's Shopping app and get free curbside pickup on orders of $35 or more. This is Saints Radio, WWL. Welcome back to WWL Draft Fest live from Rouse's Markets on Airline at Labar. Download the Rouse's shopping app and get free curbside pickup on orders of $35 or more. Mike Dettelier, Deuce McAllister, I'm Christian Garrick. We welcome in now the newest Saints linebacker, rookie DeMarco Jackson out of Appalachian State. DeMarco, congratulations on uh, being selected by the Saints. I know this is a big day for you and your family. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. You bet, DeMarco. So uh, just so you know who you're about to talk to, Saints all-time leading rusher, uh, Deuce McAllister. Former. former, uh, Excuse me, former. (laughs) And former running back. It's been in my head. Deuce McAllister, along with NFL analyst Mike Dettelier. My name's Christian Garrett. Go ahead, Deuce. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. How excited uh, for the opportunity are you? What, What are you looking forward to the most? I mean... I can't tell you how excited I was. I just been at TV, stomach and knots, and it's just everything just released when I got the call. But I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited just to get to work. I mean, I feel like I'm a guy who got a lot to offer on on the field, like on deep and also on special things to make a big difference. So I'm just excited just to get to the field. DeMarco, one of the things in, in talking to your coaches at Appalachian State, in particular one, Dale Jones. He told me about, you know how good he is? He's, he gave me that stat. You're the only FBS player uh, over the last two years, 200 total tackles, 25 tackles, and he said he, he's, a, he's our leader. He's our leader. And so you got to take great pride when your coaches uh, signal you out for your production and your leadership out on the field, and that's something you take great pride in. Yes, sir, definitely. I mean, being a captain, them guys trust me with that honor. I just appreciate it, you know. I took it as a big tip on the shoulder to try to lead us and get us to the Sunday Championship. You know? DeMarco, uh, I think I hear your, your phone blowing up a little bit. Is, are people blowing up your phone? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> people calling in and stuff like that. It's going to look great. That's great. That is awesome. Uh, who called you to, told, to tell you that – uh, you were going to the Saints. Which which member of the Saints coaching staff or front office called you? Well, I want to say the call. It is. I'm, I'm, it sounds bad. I'm unsure. I was just so excited. It is. That's bad. okay. I can understand it. I, I can I can understand it. Deuce, go ahead. No, I mean, I, uh, hey, look, you're supposed to be excited. This is what you work for. This is what you put all that time in and effort in. And this is the opportunity. It, 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 it's paying off for you. 
I guess for me, um, when you look at it and well, give me give me some of your strengths. Give me some of the things that you feel like that you can come in and contribute immediately. I know you said, you know, contributing on defense and being able to help on special teams. But when you're looking at film, to be able to, to be involved in 200 tackles, is it, is it film prep? Is it uh, being able to diagnose just based off of uh, down and distance? Is it, you know, formation? You're getting to the football. You, you, it just can't be all instincts. I want to know what you're reading and what you're seeing. So for me, I would say I just take my game. I just always, I just my game. I just I feel like football like ninety percent mental. Like going in, knowing the opponent, you should know what what to expect, what they're gonna run. So when I'm watching film, I'm just watching kind of film. I break it down in the formations. I like to see what 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 personnel. I break it down the formations, then the personnel. Then I just go from yard like down the distance. Like, what are they trying to do? What, what are they trying to accomplish on a, a second and three versus um, what they're trying to accomplish, like, on long, like, long yardage? But they got to look. Just, I just study a bunch of the film, really. DeMarco, sort of explain to everybody your work on special teams because uh, your best friend now not only is going to be the linebacker coach, but it's going to be Darren Rizzi, uh, the special teams coach. So you, you work on special teams. Uh, over your time frame at Appalachian State? So, for me, coming in and being a uh, true freshman, I red started to um, bulk up some, but then after that first red shirt year, I mean, I was starting pretty much on all special teams. I was a 4-4 guy. Then going into the 2019 season, red shirt sophomore year, I just started getting into the um, role of playing a lot more, being a um, being a starting out at a wheel linebacker and also playing special teams. And, I mean, I just – but then I just always played special teams, even this year, being the captain, playing – I played kickoff and I played punt. DeMarco Jackson, linebacker out of Appalachian State, the Saints' fifth-round draft pick. How much attention, DeMarco, from the Saints did you get before the draft? Um, before the draft, it, I met with them – met with them probably um, at the Senior Bowl – Met him with the, at the senior bowl, then met with him at the combine. Combine for like informal, but then it just kind of went silent. And I worked out with them. They came to my pro day, and Coach Taylor did. And then it was just silent after pro day. And I just got the call today. DeMarco, in your work, uh, you've talked about working at Will. You've also worked some inside, correct? Yeah, I worked Will and Mike. Okay. And Sam. So you've worked all three. Uh, I knew you worked Will and you worked at the Mike, but you also have worked some Sam. Yeah, like our defense, our defense is every – our defense, anybody, like the Will can become the Mike, how we rotate right. and how our back is going, you know what I mean? So it, it all rotates the same. It can be gotcha. – you can really put all of them. DeMarco, uh, did you have a big draft party, a little low-key? What, 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 describe it. For me, it was kind of just small, just family, a couple of friends. I just didn't, uh, not a really, didn't want to have a huge party until after I knew. So, <laughs> probably invite some more family over and have a little cookout. So it's on now, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, just hanging out with some family before I got to um, head out. DeMarco Jackson, once again, congratulations. Before you run, you know the saying, the the, the chant of the of the. Who that nation down here, right? Why don't you give us a good hearty who that? Who that? 
That works. That works. Lucky Abraham's not here. He'd have you do it over. But you did good, DeMarco. Thank you, man. Thank yes, you, brother. Yes, sir. Congratulations once again. DeMarco Jackson, there he goes. Linebacker out of Appalachian State, the Saints' fifth-round draft choice. We'll step away and come back and get more picks as we roll through round five into round six. We'll get reaction from Mike Dettelier as well on some of those selections. This is Draft Fest, live from Rouse's Markets on Airline at Labar. Download the Rouse's shopping app and get free curbside pickup on orders of $35 or more. This is Saints Radio, WWL. Welcome back to WWL Draft Fest, broadcasting live from Rouse's Markets on Airline at Labar. Download the Rouse's shopping app and get free curbside pickup on orders $35 or more. Deuce McAllister, Mike Dettelier, Christian Garrick, LSU Baseball in action right now. They won Game one of the series against Georgia last night, 6-2. to two. They are down in the bottom of the first inning, 2 nothing to Georgia. Um, trying to get a series win against Georgia, the, the 11th-ranked Bulldogs. Back to the draft, and we've had several players come off the board since the Saints selected DeMarco Jackson, linebacker out of Appalachian State. Uh, anyone stand out? I know DeMarco Clark is still on the board, Mike, uh, after we talked about his possibility of him landing with the Saints because of his injury. Man, you know, i got to go with my medicals, man. I, I think the world of DeMarco. And somebody's going to steal him because he's going to come back a lot quicker than what people <laughs> are talking about him coming back. Man, you've seen uh, the video of his workouts. But, uh, man, you know, you just feel bad. And every year, Deuce, you can comment on this. That There's a player or two. They go to the combine. They find something. It's going to happen. That, that you didn't know you really had that bad. Yep. And then all of a sudden, man, you take a free fall. We saw it last year. Remember with Troy? Uh, Smith from Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with, with, well, Trey, Trey, Trey Smith, Trey, the guard. And it, I was mean, blood, it was blood clots. Blood but his, clots. His, Tennessee knew it, and they were able to give him some medicine to help with it. But, I mean, he, he had zero issues last year in the NFL. None. So there, there, there's different things that pops up uh, from a medical standpoint. And the other part of it is, Christian, you always think that, hey, look, uh, shouldn't your college team be checking that? They do. But not to that extent. Not to that level, yeah. Yeah, to not to that extent. What you have at the combine, I mean, they they, they check you from from. Top I don't to know bottom. you'll ever get a medical like it, what they put you through at the combine. Well, no, I mean because here's the thing: you not only have each individual team, but each individual team has its own doctor. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So they don't make they don't make you go and get 32 different X-rays. They all look at an X-ray the same. Way, but if one guy has a question about it. He may send you to go get a different scan, or they want you to get a different MRI on something. And so it's all 32 different opinions on that. And so that's where it's a deep dive as far as medicals are concerned. And when it comes to medicals, teams may shy away from you altogether and completely take you off their board because they're about to invest a lot in you, whether you drafted in the fourth round, fifth round, the money, and also the time, the coaching, the development, the roster spots are, are precious. So they're very, very cautious about those medicals. The other thing, too, is with Trey – and in talking to him afterwards, he wasn't able to visit teams to to right. have a doctor check him because of the an pandemic. individual doctor. And, and he was like, you know, man, I played all last year, you know. So what's so what's the deal? Yeah. Uh, and oh, but the teams are oh well, we couldn't have our guy look at him. Okay, if you're a coach, you might want him. But if my medical staff says no, then I gotta back off. Now that's not the case with Damone. You could, you can, you got the medicals on him. But man, it's still hard. 
Uh, and I get it to, to press that trigger, but I'm telling you, somebody's missing out big on Damone Clark. Anybody um, else that have gone off the board here recently that you feel like is a good pick or a steal perhaps? I don't know about steal. A lot of that well, is I, – I, I, I got some personal favorites that I would love to see. I, I would love to see Ely. Uh, Man, because Ely can run. Yeah, he, 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 he's more of a third down guy. A guy that could probably play the slot for you. He's a tailback by by, by design, but uh-huh. I don't know how many true tailback carries he would get. Uh, I mean, I've, I've known that kid since he was really his all his life. But and, he was, and here's the deal: he, he was you he could t- you could say it. He's a better baseball he player than a football player. He's we better, thought he played pro baseball. That's why I was so so surprised when he signed with Ole Miss. He he wanted to play dual sports. He loved football, um, but. At South League, he was being basically scouted by college baseball coaches and pro baseball coaches in the seventh grade. Wow. Seventh, eighth grade. I mean, and so wow. you really thought that he would just go baseball because of his size. He's not he's not a big guy. And um, I want to see he get drafted. And the other one is one of my former teammates, uh, his son, Ty Chandler, yep. who went to Tennessee. And he ended up transferring last year, played at North Carolina. Uh, Chico, his dad, uh, Chico and I played together back at Ole Miss. And so I want to see Ty get a shot. And, you know, he may end up getting drafted here in the sixth or seventh round. But those are two guys that, from a personal standpoint, and obviously you know a a few more, but from a personal standpoint, you want to see them be able to get drafted. Receiver at, at Ole Miss, Drummond. Drummond is a, a, a young man that went to junior college. He's a big receiver, a bigger receiver, but he took advantage also of the extra year as far he as sure did. And so from, from a coach's standpoint, you know he's mature. You know that he can use his physical, you know, size. And so but, – but, but the issue that's playing against him is the age because it's almost like I have this 21, 22-year-old <laughs> going up against 18-year-old, 19-year-old. And from a physical standpoint, I can just be the bigger body. I can be almost like a, a, a bully in a sense. And so Drummond uh, is going to come in and fit. If, if I'm a team and I uh, use a single receiver and I need somebody to be physical as far as a blocker, that's my guy. That's my guy. Now, he's got to stay healthy as well. Yes. But yes. That, 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 that's my guy that I'm going to use. I get in the two tight end sets, got a fullback in the game. I need a single receiver. That's my guy that I can use some play action with, big body receiver. He can help you in that in that standpoint. About five picks remaining in round five, then we'll push into round six where the Saints also have a selection. Um, of the four picks so far for the Saints, which one's the most intriguing, Deuce? For me, the most intriguing is your, your your left tackle. Yeah. I mean, pinning, I mean, because here's the question. We know what Chris can do. That's not a question. He can step right in and help you and contribute and play. My, my question becomes with pinning, how fast is the game for him? Is it too fast for him? And it takes a complete year for him to be able to come in and really be able to handle uh, one of those tackle positions. He will play, but you want him at one of those tackle positions and preferably probably left tackle. My, my thing is, I know what Olave can do. And I think he starts game one. Yeah. I think he's the starter. Well, even now, he, uh, here, let's, even let's, if it's game four, well, here, 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 it doesn't thing. matter. But here, he's a starter. Here, here, here's the thing with receivers. Also, <laughs> he may not technically start because they're in two receiver set. But when you look at the percentage of plays, he's going to get a high amount of percentage of plays. He may not start as a lineup out there first snap. He's out there. 
but the percentage of plays that he's participating in will be high. Uh, because I feel much better Olave's impact will be instant. I can't say that about Penning. I, I agree. Uh, I, 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 because, I, I wouldn't and be he surprised. Can't, I don't know if he can beat out Hurst. Well, and that's what I was about to say. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he is not your, your bonus tackle. Yep. He, if he's not your bonus tackle early on and then maybe game four or five somewhere in there, they feel comfortable enough to put him in as a true left tackle. But I wouldn't be one bit surprised if that's, if that's the case. Yep. When they and, go and, heavy. And, and, yeah, and here's another one. If Landon Young is healthy – now, I know you have a new uh, offensive line coach, but trust me, they loved him. And he only played one game. You know, he played one game at that left, uh, what was it, left tackle position, but he was on one of those lines. Uh, Matt Butler comes off and played at man, Tennessee as man, well. Man, Matt, Matt, Matt's a big guy. Yeah. Now, again, it's how he can turn his motor on and off. He's because, man, off. when he's on – Ooh, man, he's he's a big guy in the middle, and he played big at times. But again, he's the type of guy you're gonna have to have the right defensive line coach, and he goes to the Raiders. But uh, you know, with Trevor, you can see that there's gonna be some development here as a pass protector. I don't have any question marks about him as a run blocker. The big question marks him is gonna be how he handles pass protection day-to-day, so to speak, or game-to-game at that level Uh, because there is an adjustment. There is an adjustment on on that particular deal. And and listen, Hurst, he ain't giving that position up. Are you a first-round pick? That don't make no difference (laughs) to me. You you got to take this one. Yep. All right, so far, just to recap, uh, DeMarco Jackson, linebacker out of Appalachian State, this latest Saints pick in the fifth round, going back to day one. Uh, round one, Chris Olive, wide receiver out of Ohio State. The first round pick, the Saints traded up to get him at 11. They waited for Trevor Penning, left tackle out of Northern Iowa at 19. And in the second round, the 19th pick in round one. In the second round, Alante Taylor, cornerback out of Tennessee. So four picks in the books for the Saints. And they have a pick in the sixth round. We've got about a handful of picks remaining in the sixth round. So, or in the fifth round, excuse me. And we'll, we'll get into the sixth round here shortly. This is Draft Fest. Here's At least we got a pick, Christian, right. in round six. Man. Right. And that, so it gives us something to talk about. This is Draft Fest live from Rouse's Markets on Airline at Labar. Download the Rouse's shopping app and get free curbside pickup on orders of three or $35 or more. This is Saints Radio, WWL. Welcome back to WWL Draft Fest live from Rouse's Markets on Airline at Labar. Download the Rouse's shopping app and get Free curbside pickup on orders of $35 or more. Deuce McAllister, Mike Dettelier, Christian Garrick. We found out now why, what the Cannon's going to come in hot about because Damone Clark, LSU linebacker, just went off the board to the Dallas Cowboys, and we all know about the Cajun Cannon and how he feels about the Cowboys. Listen, he got to be happy, though, for Damone, and, and I've known him for quite some time. You talk about a good young man. He finally turned potential into production last year. He's built like somebody carved him out of stone played with that injury and you know he didn't even know he had it he goes to the combine they find it he would have been a second round pick now he slips you know into round five and um listen once you get into training camp it don't make a difference where you get picked uh and and he may miss a little time uh you know coming off that type injury but it ain't gonna take him long to figure it out man he's a football player through and through and you just watched him last year at LSU. Uh, defensively, 
Now, late in the year, i got to give them credit. I thought they played pretty well uh, for the most part, especially that front seven. Uh, big part of that was Damone Clark, man, making play after play after play, running the field. And he, he's gotten better. He, he's not great in the coverage part of the game just because of the way he's built. I mean, he's almost six foot three. He's 240-something pounds. He's, he can't run. Uh, like you would and throw it in reverse as quick as maybe you'd like. But he's gotten better. He's gotten better in that range. It's the same thing with DeMarco uh, with the Saints pick. He's going to need some work in the coverage part of the game because if you can't cover, then you can't play on the field much. I mean, you're running out of downs. But, man, DeMone, uh congratulations to him. I'm thrilled for him and uh, that he got in the NFL. Uh, man, I was hoping maybe he ended up with, with the Saints. But, uh End up with the Cowboys, and uh, I'll pull for him because uh, I know just, he, he is a really good young man. Well, they have Damone and, and Sam over there, Williams, defensive end from Ole Miss. So I'm going to pull for both of those guys, but I'm and, not pulling for Dallas. <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll pull for the individual player. And remember, they got the kid last year, uh, Denzel Cox. Yeah, you, you got Cox as well. Yeah. The one thing with Jerry and the Cowboys, they, they pick a lot of LSU players. Pick a lot of LSU players, but, man, Sam, too. He was a guy that maybe had some issues off the field. He did have some issues off the field. He had to grow up. And, and he, he you know, he was a bit of a knucklehead stuff. But he worked out with my old buddy Pete Jenkins out in South Florida. And he was like, Mike, that big man can rumble. He, he, he is explosive as all get out. His lower center, center of gravity, his, his, his lower body strength is really, really good. And for him, you got to grow up. Yeah. And I think having a child really helped him to mature and see that uh, – it's not about me, and having that opportunity now to be able to provide for his family, uh, I hope it works out for him. The Green Bay cl- uh, Packers are on the clock, and that's the last pick in round five. So we're one pick away from going into round six where the Saints do have a selection. Also, just want to remind you, once the draft closes, once the seventh round is over, we are going to hear from either Mickey Loomis or Dennis Allen. You'll hear it live here on WWL when it goes down. That's typically the way the Saints have approached it because – they might jump back in the seventh round. You never know. So they're not going to come out after their sixth-round pick. They'll come out and talk after the, after the draft no, closes. And it might be a while because undrafted free agents are after that. We, we were uh, basically – we can testify to that. We had Zach's uh, condo. <laughs> they didn't have a, a seventh-round pick. Man, we picking everything up. We ready to break. All of a sudden, bang. They get back on the board, and that's what they pick. What are you doing? <laughs> and then when we saw the pick, it was, man, what the hell are you doing? I love right, the I Kingsley. Love, I love. You call some of his I, games. I, I call some of his games, and he, he is one of those players that you he, he's the first player off the bus. I mean, he's got the build and the makeup. The problem with him was you couldn't get him. I think he had his eyes on the NFL. I, I mean, believe you're he, right. He cause... had enough people in his ear that uh, was, was telling him that he was going to be uh, a first rounder or a high draft pick. And what is this, Christian? You said this is the fifth or sixth? This fifth round. Into no, the no, fifth round. Yeah. Into the fifth. So that was the end of the fifth. And he was a player that was probably projected to be late first rounder going into the year. Round six is underway. The Buffalo Bills. Uh, have their pick in. They lead off round six. Go ahead, Mike. Deuce, uh, you've seen South Carolina play. What Beamer has done there. Man, I I tell you what, if somebody asked me, keep an eye on a team in the SEC, Mm -hmm. it would be South Carolina. I I, I think right now they are fighting Florida for number two in the East. I believe you're right. I think that, I mean, because they've got some talent. 
but Beamer, Beamer has to get it put together. I think he's got his quarterback as well. I think we'll step he does. away and come back. Draft Fest continues live from Rouse's Markets on Airline at Labar. Download the Rouse's shopping app and get free curbside pickup on orders of $35 or more. This is Saints Radio, WWL. Back here on Draft Fest, WWL, live from Rouse's Markets on Airline at Labar. Download the Rouse's shopping app and get free curbside pickup on orders of $35 or more. Deuce McAllister, Saints legend, color analyst, along with NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier and the Buffalo Bills just picked a player that's <laughs> going to fit out right boy. in. They picked with, out boy. Yeah, with, with the Bills mafia, Matt Areza, the punter out of San Diego State. <laughs> it's perfect for him. Oh, yeah. Well, now, 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 look, you go from San Diego State up to Buffalo. Big that, difference. That weather right there. <laughs> There may be something yard punts ain't gonna ain't gonna break the same way. He's not gonna have as many of those, but he is going to. He would be the player. Like, uh, where's Matt? Oh, he just he's he's out there breaking tables. You know, pregame. (laughs) Yeah, he's out out with the fans breaking breaking tables. Pregame. He's gonna fit right in up there, Buffalo. He'll fit. He'll fit perfect. And no, he's one of the guys like Evan McPherson. Man, I'm gonna stay at here and I'm gonna watch the halftime show. Too cool for school. You know, no That's just the way he is. Now, he was calling out. He was on the field calling out wide receivers that weren't running as fast as he did. At the combine? At the combine. Yeah. No, he is an unbelievable athlete now. He is an unbelievable athlete. But he's out there, and they had to tell him to leave. Well, I mean, but that's why that's why he's that's why he lasted as long. Six, six round, because he's 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 a third to fourth round talent. Oh. I mean, he's he 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 has a leg, and he can place it as far as on punts. But I mean, it's just like, you got. Do I want to put yeah, up yeah, with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Do I want to put up with this from 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 my uh, from my punter, my rookie? Like Peyton punter. Manning said one time that I'm in here. I'm in my fifth Pro Bowl, talking about our idiot kicker at the time, talking about Mike uh, Mike Vanderjack when he popped off some comments about Peyton. But listen, that's typical. You know, Martin was a little bit different, Martin Anderson. But all of them are kind of got wired a little yeah. differently uh, than. Than most players, you know, okay? You know, you know, They're most, like the pitchers you know, of you know, baseball. You know, you know most football. punters? Most punters are basically like a receiver. <laughs> yeah. A wide receiver. I yeah. mean, well, diva. Know, the, the, the divas type, you know, because you get you get your punters that can really punt. And um, what was the young man, uh, he- Heckler? Yes. That could – he had different punt styles. He had yeah. about 15 ways of, of whether it was a drop, the different spins. And how you could spin the ball spin, spin and the ball. kick it a certain way. I mean, because as a returner, I'm looking at the laces. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the laces. I am looking at how it comes off of his foot, and that's going to give me the judgment of where to go to be able to get it. I mean, you got you, you, you go off his average. So if he's he, if he's averaging about 40, I'm going to get it about 42, you know, and to be a run up under it. And then I want to catch it off of his foot. Once it hits his foot, I want to be able to see – how it's kicked, but for him, he can put a different rotation, a different spin on it. And so normally the spin that he's kicking, it's almost like it's breaking away from it. You know, baseball, how some of the pitches, based off of the rotation, yep. they, they dip away. That's how a lot of his punts are. So you've got specialists now that that's what they have in their bag. That's the tool that they have. And so you get some special teams coaches that, you know, they have to kind of rein those guys in. But look, you got most head coaches, they don't know anything about that. Sure. They, they, they just tell, hey, look, just kick the ball where I tell you to kick it or you are out kicking the coverage. Who cares if it's a 60-yard punt if we can't cover it? Yeah. It's a net 20 because you gave up 40 yards on the return. And so 
the head coach, you don't want to hear anything about, well, coach, he's doing this new kick and, you know, pin the ball inside the 10, pin it inside the 5, and let my defense come out there and quit trying to, you know, have this beautiful punt where it's down at the 1. Ed always tells me this story. He said, Mike, I was at Syracuse, and we play in Miami. The winner goes to the Orange Bowl. The loser goes to the Liberty Bowl. Now, that's the way it broke. That's a big That's a big difference. And so he says, man, late in the game, and we got a three-point lead, and I'm screaming because I see Devin Hester. And he said, I was on that team. I was on that staff at Miami, and I told him, do not punt the ball to Devin Hester. Do not do it. And he said, my special team coach pulled the deal off, and he said, hey, you coach the defensive line. Let me coach. Uh, let me coach the special teams. He said, Mikey hit a rocket shot to him. He said, within six seconds, Hester's in the end zone. Yeah. He didn't score it. And, he, and, you know, he said, you know, come on. Common sense tells you you have got to have watched that film and saw how good Devin Hester was as a punt returner. But he said, you know, I think they're smarter today. It was almost like arrogance. Man, I'm going to show you. I'll punt it to you anyway. That's exactly what it was. And my kicker will give me enough hang time or my kicker will give back you up so far where you're not going to score 70 yards. Here's, here's the problem. The wave of guys can't get there. You've got two lanes that are wide open, and the returner has set it up perfectly. Now all he has to do is beat one guy, and he's outrunning everybody else's angle. So he said, you know what? Uh Miami, Florida, spent New Year's Eve and New Year's in Miami, and I, I, I was in I was in Memphis. Yeah, in Memphis at the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> Punters and kickers, you know, in baseball, that that pitcher that's just a little off. He just look talking to himself. You don't go talk to him. Yeah, mentally, just let they're, him be. They're just you know, you see him out there talking to themselves and they're battered and they're fidgeting around. The punters and kickers are like the pitchers of, of football. I agree. They're a little crazy, a little weird. All right, um, Kyron Johnson, linebacker out of Kansas, the latest to come off the. Board to the Philadelphia Eagles, along with Darian Beavers, linebacker from Cincinnati to the New York Giants. The New England Patriots are on the clock, and they're going to do something zany. They always do. They might trade that pick. Who knows? Because Bill is Bill, you know. Got about 11 more selections, and the Saints will go on the clock. They got the 15th pick in the sixth round. As it stands right now, they're last of the day, but that could change rapidly. He's Mike Dettelier, along with Deuce McAllister. I'm Christian Garrick. This is DraftFest live at Rouse's Markets on Airline at Labar. Download the Rouse's shopping app and get free curbside pickup on orders of $35 or more. All right, we don't have a break yet. All right, we're going to stay right here then. Um, Mike, when you look at uh, some of the players that could be there, when the Saints go on the clock uh, in the sixth round, anybody that kind of stands out to you or a position, what are you looking for? My, my thing is uh, running back. Offensive line, I'm still looking for an interior player, a guy that could play guard and center. And and there are a couple guys that could help you out, big wide-body guys. They probably need a little bit of work in the pass protection part of the game. But you're looking to build a little bit of depth here uh, when you're picking in the fifth, sixth, seventh rounds of the draft. And um, what's interesting, uh, okay, the first couple picks were all on offense, right? You yeah. picked a receiver and a tackle. And what's happened since? Uh, Dennis Allen, man, give me that defensive uh-huh. back. Uh, uh-huh. Give me DeMarco. You can help me at linebacker and on special teams. Uh, and so how that's done, uh, I'd like to know kind of the insights with that, with Dennis being certainly different than Sean, who always fish 
uh, big time for offensive players. I mean, that was his yep. deal late in the draft. Man, I, I need more offensive players uh, at that spot. So we'll see how it goes. But you see some spots here if it's in the secondary, if it's at running back, offensive line, or where you could use some depth uh, across the board. The Saints have picked four players so far in the draft coming up on their fifth if they stand pat and don't trade into back into the sixth round or into the seventh round. Uh, in the first round on Thursday, Chris Olave, the wide receiver out of Ohio State, they traded up from 16 to 11 to get him, started a bit of a trading frenzy. And then at uh, 19, they took Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle out of northern Iowa. In the second round, Alante Taylor, a cornerback from Tennessee, and here most recently in the fifth round, DeMarco Jackson, linebacker out of Appalachian State. And uh, he was a fun interview. He seems like he's all business, DeMarco uh, Jackson. And, and he no, talked about his ability to play 100% teams. business. 100% business. Here's the Cajun Cannon walking in. Saints yeah, man, for life. Somebody must have messed up his clock because well, he's actually a little bit early. But no. he's good. He's good. It's 3 o'clock almost. Yeah. It's so, always perfect timing uh, for Bobby. He's always rolling in. But, uh, you know, again, I, and I always think that there's a player – that you have rated higher than maybe you look at the sixth round, you say, how did that guy still up on that board? And I've got to go to my scouts and say, wait a minute, guys, explain me something. How did this guy who maybe we have ranked 100 and, you know, we pick in at, what, 194? How did he last this long? Explain me that, and if you give me a good explanation – I think that's where I go because I think every team is like that. I think they either position specific or there's a player. Deuce, this could be an opportunity, and the Saints have done it in the past. Six round pick, if it's a priority free agent you don't want to negotiate against other teams with, you go ahead and select him. Yeah, no, you go ahead and get him now. I mean, and so now you at least have him under contract for three years if he makes your team. But I don't have to negotiate with him as far as, um, you know, some other other teams. And there's my guy, Ty Chandler did. It, 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 it was fifth round. Fifth round. Yeah, yeah. Ty, Ty is going up to the Vikings. So yeah. that's, uh, that's a good spot for him to be able to go up there and learn from um, – from uh, Cook up there, so that's a, that's, a, that's a good. And they have Madison also. Well, they got Madison, who's a really, really good receiver, but a good runner as yeah. well. So he's been able to fill in a now, little bit. How much there. longer are they gonna have Madison though? Because he, he could tag gonna, out. Not, 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 not gonna be able to afford him. You're not gonna be able to afford him. I think this would be the last year, and then he can get out. Yeah, so you'd be mean, a free agent, and that, and that makes sense for them to pick a young back to be able to come in and learn and you know, possibly be able to step in and, and, and help them out a little bit. But, yeah, Christian, I think this is with the Saints not having a seventh-round pick. Um, this would be where you have a high-priority free agent that you really, really like. You go ahead and pick him here. Yeah. You go ahead and pick him here because you don't have a seventh, and now you get ahead of the game. And trust me, they are already on the phone with agents <laughs> uh-huh. telling them, hey, look, Man, we, we don't we like have it. a seventh round pick. We would have picked we, you in round seven. If I had it, they'll let the twenty guys. You got it. I, I, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 Coach Da. He told me to call you and told me that you're on the board. I don't know what we're gonna do, but if it doesn't work, no, no, no. It, it, it's no if it doesn't work. You're my guy. You're my guy. You're my guy. So I'm gonna get back with your agent, but you're my guy. And you know, we 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 loved when we talked to you over at the Senior Bowl and. I loved your film. You know, you go to uh, you go to one of the scouts and get a little more, you know, info on them so you can kind of fill them in. But that that's what that's what's going on now. And in particular, and that script uh, goes to the next guy. Same thing. And to the next guy. Same, same <laughs> thing. Deuce, you mentioned um, 
combine and senior bowl. That's the theme with the Saints picks. Senior bowl, a lot, you know, presence at the senior bowl and, and combine or, co- or conversations. A pri- or, or a private workout. Private yes. workout. Or, 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 or private workout. I mean, because even on a private workout, they try to keep it where it's not everybody doesn't know about it. And they've got to have some trust with the uh, not only the player but the school that they're going to because you don't want to tip your hand. And, and, and then sometimes they have private workouts for a young man that they don't even have any interest in. But they have to be able to sell it, and this would be a high first round and not, not someone that they're picking fifth or sixth round, but this would be a high first rounder that, hey, look, we're going to work these three quarterbacks out and we're going to meet with them. They don't have interest in that. And, and that was this year's case, but you know that 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 was that's sometimes how you have to do it. Or they'll do it, they'll work them out, especially a high pick a quarterback to get some intel on them for when and if they play him, and if he ever becomes a free agent. How many high pick quarterbacks become a free agent that you truly are interested in? Not many, because if he is becoming a free agent as a high pick first rounder. He had some issues. Or, Something's or, wrong. Or, or what if you're trading for him three years down the road, perhaps? No, no, which may be the case. But if he becomes a free agent and a team drafted him in the first round, what went wrong with him? Same thing with Jameis Winston. I mean, it's similar, right? Yeah, but, I mean, I, the Saints probably at no point really talked to Jameis Winston not being the number one draft pick overall. Sean went work him out. Yeah, I think they did. Sean walked him out. He's talked about it specifically that he's worked do out that. every top quarterback they could. I think Sean trying to get a little bit of intel. He, sure. he, may, he may want intel on it, but I mean, at, at no point did you think that they were no, going to no, no, no way, no, no, not at all. But I mean, I think he's talked about it where he'll use that in 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 the off chance that they might become available via a trade or an opportunity to acquire him. That's true. I mean, but at at the same time. If a quarterback is available, <laughs> I know. I, get, late, I totally agree with you. I agree with you. Now, I'll tell you all a story. Uh, Eli, Manning, about a minute. E- Eli Manning tells me this. Man, every year at Manning Camp, boy, Peyton's out there, and he, he he's with these young quarterbacks. And Man, what, what, what do you really struggle with? What do you struggle with? Eli said, man, how dumb can them guys be? Because one day Peyton's going to use it against them. He is going to. He's going to use it against them. I'm he, telling he, he you. He doesn't like this coverage, or he doesn't like this look. And he and said he's going to be in a position to use it against them. He said they don't realize that. They just think Peyton's, you know, talking being to him. talking and trying to be pals with him. But he said, I tell you, Peyton's you going to use it against he's them. Sizing them up. All right, the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abear is in the house. We are live at Draft Fest at Rouse's Markets on Airline at Labar. Download the Rouse's shopping app and get free curbside pickup. On orders of $35 or more, this is Saints Radio WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.